0: Have you ever heard the phrase, nothing is impossible? Well, that definitely is true. So, why don't we tune into this episode where we get to know how international students and migrants can secure desirable jobs in their respective industries? A very challenging task, but there are ways that can make it possible sooner. This is Ishani Nigam. I am a recent graduate from the University of Melbourne with a master's in marketing and communication and I'm tuning right in from Melbourne, Australia. I help entrepreneurs, businesses, individuals, anyone who would like to create a good audiovisual content and especially help with podcasting, voiceovers and if you're looking out for someone to help you with that, I'm right here. And welcome to My First Step Ever, a podcast for graduates and young professionals across the globe to help you take your first step towards your goal. Welcome back on My First Step Ever, my friends, my ninjas. With every episode, we talk about aspects that can help each one of us go a little further and a little more closer to our goals in our life. This time, we are going to talk about something very very relevant and I think very important for a lot of international students and also migrants as international students we dream of big things when we go to a different country we want to settle abroad with our own personal reasons for career growth or it could be anything else. So today I have someone with us who has gone through the same journey and he has had his own ups and downs. Story is quite similar to each one of us, but what he did with his circumstances is what makes him stand out. And that's why please join me in welcoming Ash Latif all the way from Australia. Hi Ash, how are you doing?
1: I'm very good. Thanks for having me, Shani.
0: It is a pleasure and I am quite happy that we sort of, you know, met. I think we met through Instagram. Yes. And we had a very quick chat a few weeks ago and I came to know that what you are doing for international students and migrants in Australia and the story and the motivation behind this is is really really noble so i think it's a great platform and it is a great story that i'm going to share today with everyone else and they must hear this because they can learn a lot from your journey and i think a lot of them are on the same path wherever they are in this world not just in australia because i think the strategy the ideas that you had and what you made out of your situation can help them as well whoever is listening to us So let me give you a brief about who Ash Latif is and what his story is. So Ash Latif, he is a migrant from Maldives and after realizing he had no chance at work or passing english scores needed for Australian permanent residency so i think you decided that you you want to change your entire approach that can help you get the uh, the residency that you're looking for but i think more than that you had a goal in your mind and you wanted to crack it and when that was not happening you saw what is going around in in your environment and how you made things happen is the key. So once you went through a lot of scientific papers, research of job seeking journey, what works, what doesn't work. And I think after facing a lot of no's, which a lot of us do face, a lot of international students, I think that goes without say. um, So you develop strategies that you later utilize to successfully boost your career and gain Australian citizenship. Now, I want my listeners to, you know, get into this episode with this perspective of not that we are not promoting, you know, how it's not a shortcut formula of getting a residency. It's more about how Ash turned around things for him, how he managed to get to his goal and the strategies that he picked up which he is so, so uh, happily willing to share through his organization that he just started, which is Prometheus. And I hope I'm pronouncing that correct. (laughs) The beauty lies where when you had your own share of problems, but now that you have made it, you want to share it. And that's why you started your coaching, friends and family using the strategies and before moving into online coaching for migrants and international students. That means that you help students with online coaching as well and i believe yeah. uh, you developed the accelerator program alongside consulting with experts within the field which is yeah. great uh, i think you consulted successful migrants and business owners and tailored to the australian environment which i think is going to be of a great value which we'll be discussing soon yeah i think your single most aim was to help international students and migrants you know go past those a disadvantages that i think you had come across yeah. which is really really I'm really happy to hear that because I am an international graduate in Australia. So how was your journey as an international student? Uh, Were you here for your bachelor's or for your master's? What was the time period like?
1: I moved to Australia in 2011 and I actually moved here to study my bachelor's degree. Um, I I had never been to Australia before. (laughs) It was my first time. It hit me like a truck, you know, the cultural differences. People spoke differently. Once you're hit with that different accent... Suddenly, you know, you gotta you gotta sit at the very front of the class or the lecture room to really try and absorb all the information, especially your first year. When I was an international student, I started off with advertising and then switched to commerce. D- during that period, I-, I felt like I didn't really do much in in terms of you know job hunting or networking because you know I, I was studying and and I I I was stuck with this really what I would almost call a primitive idea of hey you know what i'm going to start after or you know close to graduation or maybe after i graduate that's when i'm going to start and it's going to be easy because what you hear generally are from other students but you also have to consider many other students also haven't really gone into uh, their careers so the the information they have is also Essentially, Chinese whispers, you know, <laughs> what other people have told them. So I thought, hey, you know what? I've majored in accounting, get my permanent residency. I'll, I'll, I'll easily get an internship. I'll, I'll easily convert that into a part time or a full time role. And then, you know what? Easily get my permanent residency. But none of that was true it really hit me towards towards the end of my third year wait a minute this journey has just begun and it's a very difficult one i i always like to tell my students and people who try to play a game of chess with 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 your opponent and your opponent knows all the rules but you don't so imagine you try you know you're trying to defeat your opponent it's going to be very hard or you're going to lose every single time and i found the hard way that this is exactly what was happening. It was rejection after rejection. When I made the decision to stay here, I had to support myself. And to support myself, I needed some sort of income. And at a certain point, I, 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 didn't, I wasn't getting any callbacks. I had a bachelor's degree and I was getting rejected from you know hospitality jobs at Hungry Jacks and that. Um, oh. you know, because at a certain point, you're in this very tricky position where you're either overqualified or you're underqualified. And in these cases, everyone has that question. Why exactly are you buying here? But, you know, you need to survive. At a certain point, I had like $150 in my bank account um, and rent was due in a few weeks. And I thought, hey, you know, this is, this is probably the lowest point in my life. I've spent four years here doing a degree. Is that just going to go to waste? Because... And, you know, back in the day, they didn't didn't have the Uber or, you know, all that, that a lot of international students actually do these days. So, you know, I was was at a very low point and that was what drove me, that desperation drove me to sort of switch my entire life around and dedicate it to. So that essentially was the journey.
0: I would actually like to pause over here and maybe go back a little in your journey of what you were mentioning and highlight a few things because it's really interesting that when when you thought that you know i'll start my job seeking job search journey just after i graduate and all the time the, the planning wasn't there or maybe you had a certain mindset you know that yeah. as you mentioned it will be easy yeah so that, that is what point you know i want to well, i want to tell our all listeners who are who are over here listening to this if you plan on you know moving to a different country and you want to pursue a particular career or profession i think the first thing is that you do your homework your research properly yeah. as exactly ash mentioned a little bit planning is, is very very essential you know yeah but after coming i think after you graduated as you were mentioning uh, post your studies you had applied to a lot of jobs, and most of us are in the same situation. We do have to do some sort of jobs, you know, to have that kind of cash in hand to pay our bills. Yeah. But more than that, that's not what anyone has come here for. I mean, that's good to support yourself. It's very good. It's a very good push that you give your self respect, self esteem in a way, because you are starting to earn for yourself, which is good. Yeah. But when you, you know, you want to pursue a career or field, You have invested so much, you want to go ahead in that field. Yeah. Uh, So what were the top five mistakes that you think that you did in your job search journey?
1: Number one would really be what you said. Essentially, three years is what you get as a student. And then you get your one and a half or two years as a grad. So overall, let's just say you have five years. If you don't plan for it, what happens is, say, you wait until your third year like me, or maybe until you graduate. So you haven't done any of your networking, you haven't done any of that, suddenly instead of five years, you're down to a year and a half. So every year you wait to excel in your career or maybe even, you know, get unpaid experience, whatever it may be, you're 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 facing a very fast <laughs> clock clock that, that's running out and, and a wasted time. I I would definitely say is, and people mentioned this word like like it's almost a buzzword which is networking i completely get it because you know we're all from different places and you're 18 years old 18 or 19 you're not expected to go out and network like that's just something that culturally doesn't happen so you know you're still a lot of people are stuck in that mindset when they come here so you don't really think about doing that i'm um, one of them we were we were too scared to speak to you know you know people who who own businesses or you know, locals. I, I would call myself an introvert. I would I would definitely find like myself thinking, hey, how do I network? But I don't really feel like it, you know, because I don't really even know where to start. But there are many places you can start. And the number one place would be your university. The the clubs that many universities run for your particular industry, they do a lot of visits to big companies where you can learn a lot more. You can grab business cards and that sort of thing. So that would be number two. And number three, I would definitely think um is somewhat related to number two, which is fail to understand Australian culture very well, and I think th- that is something you know I-, I I show a lot of my students, and that is how to navigate and sort of sort of indulge yourself in the culture because that really helps you when it comes to networking, when it comes to improving your English. And the only way you can do that is by expanding your social circles and even your professional networks to include locals. All my friends just so happen to be Australian, but if I looked around me, students from bigger, bigger countries, like whether it may be China or India or Malaysia or Singapore, they tend to hang out with other Chinese students or other Indian students, and they miss out on understanding social culture cultural nuances that you can only understand by speaking and essentially hanging out with Australians as much as possible. Many Australians, because they grew up here, they already have a network. And this happened to me as well. Like a lot of my, a lot of friends that I had, their cousin might own a business, you know, an accounting firm, for example. Someone's dad might be the head of marketing somewhere. Luckily for me, it was just by chance that I managed to sort of fix it because, you know, there weren't other Maldivians around me. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I, I had to sort of make friends like that. In um, the next one, I think everyone should try their best to speak English as often as possible. If you speak English and if you speak it more often with locals as well, and it doesn't matter, you know, it could be uh, the students in your lectures, your professors, whoever it might be, if you do that more often, by association, you improve your English because you're forced to sort of learn it. You, you sort of pick up how people pronounce words a lot better and, and, you, and, and you become good Like because you're always speaking to locals who speak in English, where, again, this happened to me almost accidentally because all my friends were local. I was always speaking in English with them. People always ask me that. How did you develop a somewhat Aussie accent? And that yeah. is exactly how it happens. found that that really helped when it came to the IELTS and PTE exams. You're not dedicating your English upskilling essentially to just a few weeks before the English exams. You're doing it every day. And the next big one, and I think this is a culmination of everything I've said, it's a tough journey. And I think everyone should really understand if There are lots of things to learn and it will take time. How I got through that was I did things Small things every single day, all leading towards that goal. So, little habits that you form, you know, whether it be picking up, you know, better English skills, learning how to talk to people at an event. Whether you know, a lot of people are afraid to go up to a circle of people and just strike up a conversation. It, I mean, it's natural. It it's human. Develop small habits that will eventually lead to that goal. Definitely will be the top five.
0: Ash, that is incredible because I think. The five, the top five mistakes that you say, I think we can look at as the five parameters that you are giving today to all the listeners, you know, which is amazing plan, networking, and culture getting, you know, uh, really into the culture. English speaking, and participating in practice. I think these are the five parameters that I think you, I can take away from your story. So definitely, these will take you way ahead in your journey. Networking being a very, very, very important one, which as Ash mentioned, and I, I think it's so lovely that you explained everything in so much detail, what went wrong for you and how you made it work for you, because that also helps our listeners understand that okay, this is the issue, but like what happened to this person and how did he recover from there? What did he do with that? So thank you for taking our listeners in in depth and making us understand that what are the areas that we can work on? And it's just about working hard. And you very rightly said, it's not an easy journey, but life is all about learning. And you know, that is the challenges that you have. If you have your goals set, then you just need to find various ways and also to uh, identify the way that will take go to your journey in the most efficient in the right way and in the fastest uh, manner i think that's the whole point of your for anything that you set your mind to so as just moving f- forward like i really wanted to understand then what was that you know the code that you cracked what how the table turned turned around for you and what was the strategy that you kind of finally came to know and things worked out for you
1: my First job that, you know, when it comes to my actual industry, um, I actually networked. It was a paid internship. I was in Canberra at the time. And if you, if you don't know, Canberra is mainly, you know, federal jobs. And they all need security clearance that not even permanent residents can get. Only citizens can work these jobs. And I wasn't even a permanent resident. I went to a job fair and I was speaking to this representative from a firm and we just, you know, really hit it off, and and I just spoke to her like, you know, uh, you know, like an everyday friend. I I got a lot out of it, and then we exchanged, you know, professional uh, contacts, and I just sent her an email a few weeks later saying, "Hey, what opportunities, you know, are at your firm? I really like. Chloe. I heard from you guys um, back at the networking event, and they told me have a." an internship program why don't you apply i actually went on the website and they said on the website that this position is only for permanent residents if if you aren't i was immediately like oh crap so i got in touch with this rep again and then she goes you know what (laughs) just apply anyway and if you impress very well in the interview you can get in um and at this point you know we had someone became become friends and and, you know, that that's essentially why I tell people to improve their conversational skills because then you can really impress people and, you know, make it more casual rather than keeping, keeping it that professional where there's that barrier where people don't do favours for you. So through that networking process, I had already gotten through that huge barrier of permanent residency only. I had a very smooth ride into into my first internship and to my benefit it was a very specialist type of accounting firm and it really really helped me gain knowledge most people don't really have because it was that specialized but the problem was after the internship ended once again I was back to (laughs) you know starting starting position at this point I was applying to so many places I was trying to like I've had my first experience so I'm on top of the world but it doesn't work like that Because And this is something that I I tell everyone, even though you might have had experience and which is very important, you still have to understand that, you know, out of a pool of 10, 20 people that they would highlight to potentially hire their company, it's likely that almost all of them have experience already. This is sort of where the, the ideas for Prometheus started forming in my head. And I was spending hours every day, instead of applying for jobs, I was reading the, the real science behind it. I was on websites. I, I hit up every single successful migrant I could find. If someone was on the news, for example, talking about, hey, you know, I'm on the internet. I was a former international student and I got, I got a job. I looked them up and I actually <laughs> emailed them and I tried to find out, hey, what exactly did you do? Because if you ask people who have made the right, you know, who've taken the right steps, for example, the successful ones, they'll guide you on, on the correct path. And this is, you know, unknowingly what I was doing because I was so driven at that time because, like I said, you know, I, I didn't have any, anyone to support me, so I, I, I needed cash income <laughs> to actually survive. And, and at this point, I learned a lot about discrimination, for example, or a thing that a lot of people I feel like don't, fully get you know you can call someone up and just judging by your accent or your name they can disqualify you so you have to be very very smart about how you approach employees a lot of people think like because i've spoken to a lot of recruiters they all think hey this person's english might not be very good so imagine we're trying to you know put them up to talk to a client and they might screw that up So you don't want to take the risk if you have 20 Australian locals who speak perfect English. So that's the problem they're facing. So I had to navigate all that. And a funny story I tell everyone is I even changed my name on my resume. I actually, you know, my full name, it's quite long and most people can't pronounce it. You know, everyone calls me Ash. But my last name, I figured, hey, you know, might be a barrier. And what I did was I went on a random name generator and I put in names starting with an L because my last name starts with an L. And they spit out a lot of names like Lancaster. And I was like, oh, that's a cool name. But it reminds me of Game of Thrones characters, so I'm not going to use that. And they spit out Langley. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to use Ash Langley on my resume and send it out. And it's, everyone always laughs when I tell this story. But the night I sent it out, the next morning I got two calls. It it, it it was like magic almost. I, I was like, wait a minute. And before that, the, the main reason I did this was a study that was done by the Australian National University that actually talks about this, about how people with, you know, um, non-Australian names and depending on where you, you're from, like, for example, people with Chinese names, they might have to try, I think it was like 60% harder or they have to send 60% more resumes before they can get a call back. These are high numbers, you know, and a lot of us don't, just don't have the time and resources to to do that. So that was, you know, a big one for me that I that I realized that I can do. And you know what? Like from that point onwards I had found out so many things about resumes, highlighting my strengths and that sort of thing. And eventually when I landed my grad job, the funniest thing is I didn't even apply through, you know, Seek or Indeed, which is what pretty much everyone does. I emailed a human resources manager directly and I said, Hey, I didn't even send out a resume at, at, at first. I just sent, I saw something that they advertised and I reached out directly and I said, Hey, I have a very specialized skill, you know, from my first internship that I think could be very useful for your company. She immediately called me in for an interview. I bypassed all that, <laughs> you know, applying through Seek and doing all this you know all all these steps I bypassed all that and got right in never be scared to do that either to reach out to people directly because it's not a problem whatsoever so after all of that and and I had gone through a lot of this and and you know I I had at that point taught a lot of students um, who were my friends and family and they had the exact same results as me that's when I decided hey maybe I can do something about this and at that point I was just responding to ads in Gumtree where people were like oh you know can someone help me with my English skills and that sort of thing or people would refer their friends and family to me and I was just showing people and and that's when I realized wait a minute maybe I should put all of these strategies everything together and start something up Um, and (laughs) 2020 was a year that I was hoping to start it I started it much later than that, officially. And at that point, I've already had many students. Yeah, we we started Prometheus and I I named it after. I wanted to, and I always say this, I wanted to make my goal to level the playing field so that if I'm competing for a job against an Australian, we're playing on the same playing field. They're not going to question my name, my background, anything like that. They're going to question hey, can you do this job just as well as everyone else? And that is exactly what where I want my students and everyone who listens to me to be at. Uh
0: i feel so good that over here we are able to have a person like you who can be so candid and tell us exactly what happened in the journey from start to finish so thank you ash for coming on my first step ever and taking us through all your journey your ups and downs and i really wanted to you know ask about what was your motivation behind starting your own organization which i think you have taken us through in so much detail and uh, we can also see those things those very small things which can make a difference. It's I think it's a completely different matter if someone wants to debate whether it's right or wrong. But uh, I think, as you mentioned, there are studies, there are paper backing things, and when you did it, you saw the results. So I think to each, also uh, his own. Whoever is listening to us, I am very sure that you have gained immensely from Ash's journey because there's lots that he tried, and I think one thing what I really, really admire about Ash is that. it came to you know point zero you did bounce back and you then you gained the courage because i think a while back you mentioned that you think that you are an introvert but then you you had sent an email to the hr directly you networked with that rep and you always had that you know confidence going on building because you had a goal and I, i am so sure that your students who have who have already been in this program they definitely have been benefited and the ones that who will be willing to join will definitely know that where you are coming from and they know that you have gone through the same problems so they can definitely place that trust in you before we leave i just want to ask the last question when in your company how does it work for the students who can apply and how does it benefit
1: we actually uh... Uh, started off with two programs the prometheus accelerator program so we actually unlike a lot of other organizations because you know when i i created it i created with it with all all those years of knowledge and then we brought on recruiters industry insiders and then we also brought in you know migrants to 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 really contribute to the to the content so in the program based program essentially you talk about a few there are six modules number one is mindset training because <laughs> as you know you have to have the right mindset to to do the things that we, we discussed throughout the program and then we talk about how to network we go from the basics to the most advanced we, we talk about how to find those hidden jobs you know 70 percent of the jobs are hidden never advertised how to find them Um, And we also talk, there's a a separate module just for your resume, your LinkedIn um, and and your cover letter. We break down every single sentence, every single paragraph and show you exactly what needs to be done. And we have so many um, examples, how to get past the computer programs that actually pick up your resumes as like, you know, most big companies do these days. And we also throw in a bonus module, which, which sort of is an introduction to skill select. Before I forget, there's also a module about English speaking skills. Um, so Very it important. can, yeah, it can benefit people who are trying to do IELTS and PTE, but we, we cover, you know, speaking, writing, um, and, you know, in depth, and how to improve those skills. Um, and that that is our base program, all online. Um, you do it on, uh, um, you know, at your own pace it's for lifetime, you have it. It never expires. And the second program that we have is this program plus you get coaching from one of our team members. It's going to be me or someone else, and we actually create a career plan for you and help you. We do interview prep with you, we, you know, spice up your resume um, to to make it, you know, really stand out and grab that attention. So that's, that's our coaching program. At the moment, we have a wait list because <laughs> we, we really – try to make sure you know everyone that enrolls really finish it and put into action what they learn so uh and and that's why we never wanted it to be a program where you know you can just go in and immediately buy it or something like that we have a waitlist open now for our next enrollment which is going to be in late august
0: awesome thank you ash for being on my first step ever to all the people who are listening to us if you're in Australia and if you would like to connect with Ash, I will definitely share all the important links in, in, on, my, on my Instagram, through my LinkedIn. If you would like to just maybe say the website name for our listeners.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's www.prometheuseducation.com.au.
0: Before you leave, would you like to leave our listeners with a thought or a saying that you really resonate with?
1: None of us start with, you know, that privilege of having a big network, a lot of money backing us none of that but it doesn't matter because we all start from somewhere and if you put in the work if you put in the time and dedicate your your life to achieving this goal then you absolutely can
0: and we wrap up today with yet another episode of my first step ever podcast that tells us that nothing is impossible and there are ways that you can achieve your goals if you put your mind to it so I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you soon with another episode next week. Until then, if you like what you hear, then you can follow this podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcast or on Anchor. You can also be a part of My First Step Ever underscore IN Instagram community and If you like watching videos you can also watch the entire podcast, the video on YouTube channel Ishaad Nigam and start believing in yourself and keep believing in yourself.